Welcome to the Soul Sister Podcast. We're so glad to have you back for another episode with us where we talk about all things law of attraction, spirituality, trauma healing, and so much more. In today's episode, myself and Faye talk to our good friend Rebecca Laidlaw, who is the owner of Soul Happy Success Coaching. We dive into Rebecca's story of how she went from working a nine to five to owning her own business, all of the ins and outs of how she got there, how to live a balanced life, and all also how to bring in balance not only to your work and your home life but also to your masculine and feminine energies while having good strong boundaries. This was an awesome episode to record. Rebecca is amazing and shares so much insight so without further ado let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Soul Sister podcast. I'm one of your hosts Lorraine and I'm here with and you're here with your other host, Faye. So welcome back. And with us, we've got Rebecca Laidlaw, who we're excited to have join us. Yes, yeah, so Rebecca is an amazing women's coach and female entrepreneur who went from working in a nine to five job to working completely for herself and does so many amazing things. So we're super excited for Rebecca to share her journey and you know how she got here and what she does just to like keep herself on like a high vibe because anytime I want like a high energy or just like a boost I just look at Rebecca's Instagram because like she's always just like in such a good mood and just an all-around like amazing person so welcome Rebecca we're super happy to have you on the podcast well that was some kind of introduction wasn't it (laughs) thank you I'm very excited to be here no problem we're super excited to have you and I suppose like I said like you went from like that like I know when we first met you were transitioning out of your nine to five into like working full-time for yourself so just like to give us a bit of context like how did you get from you know working nine to five like doing the usual like you know the usual everyday grind I think that we all kind of fall into at times Mm -hmm. you know doing things for you and like really like enjoying life like when I look at your page I feel like you're actually like really enjoying your life like you're still working but you also are like having fun and I'm like how does one work and have fun (laughs) that does not compute in my brain (laughs) I'm sorry you mean to tell me that you can make money have fun and be in love with your life all at the same time the trick I think (laughs) It's, it's magic. magic. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> yeah, it's a sprinkle of both the magic and madness, I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like like that, I think it's one of those things that we all are conditioned into thinking, no, like that's not real. Like how can you do that? You know, there must be like, you know, you start to think, oh, like they must, you know, come from money or they something must good must have happened to them or mm-hmm. this happened to them, but it can't happen to me, you know? Yeah. Like it, you know you automatically start thinking yeah like they can do that but I can't do that you know when like you are like living proof that like anyone can do that because I'm sure there was a point where you were in the same position thinking oh like they can do that why can't I do it you know mm-hmm. like how did you get into the mindset of not just looking at like what you could do and actually choosing to do it mm-hmm. yeah I think an interesting point there as well I did not come from money came from debt so I did not come from money and um, that's for sure And I think that, you know, I actually, um, I wrote this as some copy on my page the other day. And um, I noticed that back in 2017 is really where everything really started for me. So 
I was in that nine to five. I had no, I had no real desire or drive to do anything else. Um, and I believe you'll probably have spoken about this on your podcast already, Lorraine, about your struggle with fibromyalgia. Is that correct? I've actually got it into like a proper conversation yet, but yeah, it's been like touched upon. Yeah. So that was something that I was struggling with as well. So I really feel you on that because I know how challenging that can be. And um, at the time I had, you know, I had a wonderful partner at the time. We had a beautiful house. We just bought our first house and um, we just got a dog and a rescue dog from Spain. And it was really lovely. And we bought a new car and we went on your two holidays a year and we had a spare room for a child at some point potentially and um everything was like externally good like what I had been conditioned really like to grow up and think you've made it once you have all of these things and um I can remember watching Pretty Little Liars has anyone seen Pretty Little Liars in the room no I haven't seen it well Faye it's like a game changer so anyway I was watching the series and the series ended and I was like, well, what do I do with my life now? It was literally like my only source of enjoyment because everything else had been met. Like I'd done everything else. And I was like, I was only, I was in my early twenties at the time. I was like, I've done everything else. Like I don't need to do anything now. So all I had was Pretty Little Liars. It's genuinely where my life was. And um, I couldn't commit emotionally. This is where my brain was at. I could not commit emotionally to another TV series. I was like, these are my friends now, my TV friends. And um, I saw it was a documentary and it was Tony Robbins, I'm Not Your Guru. And I, yeah, Lorraine's, we're, we're also on a screen at the same time. Lorraine's nodding. And um, I watched the documentary and I thought, dear Lord, like these people are actually having conversations about how they feel. And that was so alien to me. And they were doing it in front of thousands of people. And I was like, only in America. I was like, I'm not American. Like, we don't do it like that. And now it's hilarious. My partner is American. We 100% are like that. We're that family now. And um, I watched these people that were, they felt like I felt, but they were brave enough to tell people they felt that way. Because I wasn't brave enough to really say at that point, I'm not happy. I don't want these things. This doesn't look like the way I want my life to look. And I really did aspire for a long time to be very Tony Robbins-esque for sure because it was such a powerful game changer for me. And from that point, and I think that people think, oh, like she watched a documentary, you go to a seminar, your life has changed. But it didn't just happen overnight. And it just started with, this was literally the first thing. And I'm never, I'm actually not an advocate of radically changing everything in your life in a second because I don't believe it's sustainable. So... When I watched that, then I thought, okay, well, what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to watch documentaries instead of watching TV series that are like just numbing out all of this pain. I was like, I really want to know what people are like really like, because I just felt like, not that this is against anyone in my circle, but I just felt like everyone was very fake. Like everyone just had a, a kind of okay life. And I always had too much energy and it was always like, why are you always so happy? And people don't like positivity. Like you get to a point of positivity and success where people are like, no, no more. Like that's enough. Like you get to a point where when you're really successful, it actually just puts people off and it's not anything against you. It's just that they look at you and they think, well, I want that. So like Lorraine, like you were saying, like 
people maybe look at me and think, oh, well, I could never have that. And then they're kind of like, it's almost like you turn them off. You're like, <laughs> not that I want to turn everyone on. Maybe I do, but it's like you just turn them off completely and they just don't want to hear it or know anymore. And I just felt like I was just too positive for people. And I wanted to like really dumb that down and dull it down and not be that person. But I couldn't help myself. And I always had a lot of energy, but I had no outlet for my energy. So it just went into conversation with people and helping people in the job I was in. And it just got to a point where I had done so much growth because I started watching these documentaries and then opportunities came to me for um, social marketing businesses and different things just started to open up as I expanded what I wanted. And when I stepped into who I wanted to be instead of just who I was. And I think it looks like an overnight success. And especially like I posted a reel and I've never really shared my numbers on social media in terms of how much I've intaken in my business. And I did that yesterday, literally for the first time outside of people that I would maybe have on a sales call or coming into my programs. And it just felt like it looks like I went zero to where I'm at in a second but it took four years yeah and that's the part I think that people don't realize is like it looks like a quick transition but it it never is and like you say even with like oh it's not like you watch a documentary and all of a sudden you're like you know it's it's constant like it's like what Tony Robbins says himself it's immersion like you have to keep immersing yourself in it like you know I did UPW last year and like I was super pumped for a few weeks, but it's like anything you start to slip, you know, you start to slip back, you start to slip into old routines, especially like when you're in an event space, you're obviously surrounded by people who are like you, who are high energy and who are positive. So that's great. But then when you're in your normal daily life, like like you say, people don't want that. They don't want to hear it. Like I've had people, you know, tell me like, oh, you're just too much because I'm positive or like they don't want to hear what I have to say, you know. And you can get to the point where you feel like, oh, I just need to not talk or like I need to talk to different people because these are not my people, you know, but it is this constant immersion. Like it definitely takes work. It's learning. It's watching the documentaries, reading the books, like doing the research behind the scenes. that I think people don't see because everyone wants a quick fix now. Like you see these ads on YouTube all the time of like how to make money quick through Amazon or how to do this and how to do that. And it's like, nothing in life is that easy ever you know for anyone you have to even if you love it you still have to work for it you know and can I also raise the point of like so everyone you know has got their own message as well and do you find Rebecca that you actually live it you're not just saying and you know um I know you're helping people, but um, you're actually living it as well. Embodying it you're is like, what I want to say. Yeah. 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 And I think that's important to because you're actually living it, embodying it, you know. So it's not just words that you're saying when you're working with these people. And I think that that comes across with you that no doubt you're actually every cell of your body is aligned with what you're you know giving out you know to help people yeah like you're living your message you're not just like wanting to quickly learn something and then tell other people how to do it you're actually like living and breathing it and taking the time to make it a part of you and your routine first 
because you know a lot of people you see all these life coaching you know things popping up all the time and it's like all these quick these quick you know little videos and this and that and then you see people popping up being like yeah I'm a life coach now and they might like they try to maybe like bypass the work that needs to be done on themselves and I know I've even experienced this like when I was doing coaching and when I was doing readings that like I realized I need to actually take a step back and like work more on myself because you always need to work on yourself as well it's not like oh I'm I'm gonna make work on everyone else and I'm perfect you know yeah, and I think that, I mean, absolutely, I, I really value what you said there, Faye, because you've actually met me as a real human being. Like, we met in Glastonbury, we hung out, yeah. so it was great. And um, I just love the fact that it really does translate who I am online is just who I am in life. And that doesn't mean, and I think this is a really important caveat, is it doesn't mean that I'm happy shouting, screaming from the rooftops, like, all the time. Um, like we definitely usually have a rule in our house like after seven o'clock it's like very chill like we don't speak many words we go to bed and we're just like very calm so there are definitely pockets where I have to show up for people or maybe I get to show up for people is probably the better word to use for that Um, and there are pockets of time where I take for myself for sure and I think that the most important thing in coaching that I have definitely learned is you cannot teach someone to do something you haven't done. You just can't. And I know that there are so many people out there and um, this is no disrespect to anyone that's listening that may be in this boat, but if you are a relationship coach without a relationship, like what? <laughs> if you're a business coach that's not willing to show me your Stripe account, like what? Like it's very confusing. So like I can share my numbers now because you can see my Stripe account. I screenshotted it. I've put it on my marketing, like, check it out like that's I can literally if you want a video call me I'll go right into it because I think that with that level of authenticity that's where you get buy-in because we live in a world where people don't want to do those things like I know um I knew I know a lot of coaches because I have a lot of friends that are coaches in lots of different areas and there are coaches that I know that are in certain spheres that they're just like there may be a relationship coach, but they're having problems in their marriage. And that's not to say you're not allowed to have a problem in your marriage. It's to say you have to be seeking assistance for it. Like you have to be getting help because you can't always coach yourself. So um, you really do have to look to the people. If you're, if anyone's on this call and they're looking for a coach, look to the, someone that has already done it and who is, is that embodiment and is that living proof of this is how my life is like, the reason that I look super fun and happy is because I am super fun and happy. Like I didn't post on my Instagram, but me and my dad just went to the arcade and played Jurassic Worlds and got refreshers bars for tickets. Like it was bomb. Like I do stuff like that and it's not on social media all the time, but we do things like that because it's, because it's fun. Like I think that to keep the balance, and I think this is something that we kind of alluded to earlier, is to keep the balance of work and actually enjoying your life you have to really enjoy your life because there are definitely times and I've sunk into them where you're so focused, so driven, so on it with your business. And you're like, I'm putting in X amount of hours and pulling in X amount of clients. And then you actually lose all the enjoyment of all the things that you found fun. Like I remember going to horse riding and this was just, your uh, mic is actually times does that have you still got me still hear me yeah no yeah yeah cool (laughs) sometimes my phone goes off with the power rangers like 
rigtone. <laughs> That's how fun I am. Um, so yeah, I was at horse riding two weeks ago, and um, this is literally real time. I just didn't have the same enjoyment. And I remember coming home and I said to my partner, I was like, I just didn't have fun. And I was like, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was traveling there and back. I don't know if it was the new horse that I was on. I, I was just like, I was really stressed about it as well because it's something that just used to bring me the most joy. Like nothing brings me more joy than horse riding. And it really like set me back a step. And then even I thought to myself, like the level of enjoyment is obviously overshadowed by the fact that like, now I have a brand new program. So I'm growing in a different area and I'm still doing everything I was doing before. And then I was like, okay, well, when was the last time I actually stopped? And we didn't get to stop this weekend. Like we usually stop on a Saturday. Me and my partner have very chill time. Like quality time with him is my dream. Like that is all I like. That's all I ask for when I feel like a little bit overwhelmed or stressed. I'm like, give me a hug and some quality time. We're good. Like literally I need five minutes and I'm so ready to take on life. But um, we didn't stop because last weekend we had a CrossFit competition. We had a leaving party. We had a family dinner. We had a day in Glasgow. We had a concert, K-pop. And like, we just didn't stop. And then I was like, of course I feel like I can't enjoy the things that I once enjoyed or that I usually enjoy. So it's just being super mindful and super self-aware of when you don't feel like you usually do towards a situation or if you have like if you eat the cookie and you feel like oh this is the worst decision I ever made how dare I eat the cookie then it's like well if you're not getting enjoyment from it and it's something you usually enjoy there's obviously a problem and it's then addressing what is that problem so even though it looks like everyone's social media looks shiny and looks like they're having the time of their life all the time like most of the time like a good 95% of the time I am and 5% of the time you have to work through your own staff. Yeah. And like, even that's like, that's such a huge, important thing to like, know, like even like the boundaries between, between, you know, your work and your person of like working to find a balance between work and, you know, personal life, especially when you work for yourself. Like I know I work for myself and I'm deadly for not doing that. Like I burn myself out all the time as you both have seen <laughs> many times and I never learned my lesson and I just find it so hard like how even just to say no to people you know especially when you're helping others like how do you deal with like having like that clear boundary where you can say like no this is me time you know and like not being on all of the time for everybody like clients and like non-clients because I think that can be hard when you're on social media like I find if someone messages me I'm like I have to reply to them like right now because they need me and I'm before I know it, I'm like giving all of my time to this other person and I don't really have time myself. And like you say, the things then that I used to enjoy, I find thing seem more like a nuisance because I'm like, oh, I need to quickly do this so I can get back to work or sorting out this email or messaging back this person that like it can be hard to keep the joy when you know you've all these other things coming up, if that makes sense. I just always think I'm not the ambulance. Like no one needs me that bad. And I think that I used to feel that way. I used to be like, as soon as someone messages me, I should message them back because they've taken the time to message me. They need me. That's why they've messaged me. But they need me at my peak. They mm -hmm. don't need me in low ball energy because I cannot, I like, I'm so burnt out that I can't even care about my own clients. Like that doesn't, that doesn't serve me. So the only people that have direct access to me 
are friends, family, my partner, and my one-to-one clients. And they will get that direct access. But also my phone is off after usually 7 p.m. at night. Um, I don't answer anything until I wake up at half past four. Like, I'm just very clear with these are the people that I will reply to and these are the people that I won't. And if I have to duck out for five minutes, if I'm having dinner with friends to help a client, I'll do that. But I won't be sitting checking my Instagram or my Facebook for anyone else because I think that it's it's a really hard pill to swallow. And I definitely struggle with it because I wanted to think that everyone needed me too. And I'm not saying that you're, I think that you're a beautiful person for feeling that way because it means that you care and that you have that level of caring within you, which is an absolute win and a bonus. But remember that care, it's, it's always self others world. Like it's always, it has to be yourself first. And this goes for everything. So it goes for, for this situation here. So for boundaries, you have to have them for yourself first. So like, I know when I'm cutting myself off from work, like that's really important. And then others are next. So I know that who gets to filter in. So like I said, it was those groups of people. And then the world comes after that. Then prospective clients can come after that. And that's also how, like, that's how I would do like charitable giving. It's always self first. Like I have to be in a good financial position to be able to help those around me. And then once I can do that, like now, we're, I say we, and I really need to start owning this as I, I donate on behalf of all of my clients to other female entrepreneurs around the world that need support. Like everything is self others world. And if you go others, if, like, if you go the opposite way, if you go world other self, then you get nothing. Like you can't keep producing and you can't keep helping people if you're burned out. And also I would love this as like a, as a moment because I think that burnout is so spoken, it's spoken about all the time. Like everyone gets burned out now. And I think that what was a real game changer for me is what do you mean by burnout? Because we all think that burnout is this thing and it pretty much just means, well, I'm burnt out. I need a break, but it's like, well, what do you actually mean by burnout? And this was a real game changer for me. So I'd love to gift it to you guys. And I'd love to gift it to your audiences when we're burnt out we're usually one of two things. We're either in avoidance of something. So like you say, we're overwhelmed. We've got too much. So we're just in avoidance of anything because anything is too much or we're just fearful. And I don't think we talk about fear enough. Like it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be scared, but do it anyway and do it in manageable pieces. It's just like the beginning of the personal development journey. It wasn't all overnight that I went from like hating my life, but having it all to now where I have it all and I have my business and I get to travel and like, I'm very, very fortunate now, but that didn't come with like a lack of hard work. Like it definitely took work. So it's like, what actually is burnout? Because if you're not taking those small steps towards getting better, you're just constantly going to feel burnt out. And it's probably because you're serving the world first and then serving yourself last. So when it comes to boundaries, then it's like they actually just, the person that you absolutely cannot break the promises to is yourself. So I didn't realize my parents were going to come through tonight, but I like sacked off a dinner with my friends this evening because they were going to a restaurant that didn't really serve food that I wanted. And I would rather spend time by myself or I was fortunate enough to spend time with my parents as much as I love my friends they were going somewhere I didn't want to go so I said no and it comes back to that 
um, what you hear when you go on the plane, doesn't it? Put your mask on, oxygen mask, before anyone else, you know? You can't do anything until you're taken care of and looked after. And, you know, every time I hear that, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know I would still try and help someone else. Like, I'm that stupid person. <laughs> it would be like, yeah, but like, maybe I could just quickly help them. <laughs> which, is, which is terrible, you know. And it is something I'm working on, for sure. But I think, like, the other thing, because what you've said is so powerful, Rebecca, like, with the fear, especially, that it is a lot of it, I think, for people that we don't realize that can be what stops us. But even, you know, like, when you're starting out working for yourself, or even if it's not working for yourself, like even if you just have like a little side hustle or whatever it is, and you know, you're, t- I feel like there's this energy of like, you need to put the hours in, like you need to do the late nights, you need to hustle to make that happen. Like, how do you strike a balance between like getting the work done so you're, you know, getting your work off the ground, but not burning out, you know, or not like mm-hmm. doing too much because we do live in such like a hustle culture of like, you need to be you know doing the late nights and the early mornings and like doing all this work you've got to push 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 but like Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's not healthy and that's not you know it's not doable a lot of the time either you know yeah and I think that like if you want to talk about this on an energetic level first then women we're cyclical beings we work in a cycle of 30 days whereas men are they work in a cycle of a day so I think that we're all very driven by the culture that men have of hustle and we don't actually really realize that the culture that women have of hustle has to be different Mm -hmm. Um, and one of my friends was saying she actually read this book so I can't give you the book because I do not know and I can't give you the exact information but the concept is that there are women and there's like one point there's one day in a woman's cycle where there are more Olympians on that day of the cycle it's like wild like so we first of all have to realize that a lot of the hustle culture, because most of the mentors that I look to are men. So if we're looking to these people, they're not like us. We're very, very different. And we do things differently. We buy differently. And we also sell differently. So it is very different when it comes to the business world. And we also work differently. Like 100% we work differently. My partner, bless his soul, writes for four hours every morning goes to CrossFit, goes back home, works more and chills out in the evening. Now, I adore him, but I can't do that every single day of the week. Like, I just don't work like that. I don't enjoy it. There are different things I focus on at different times in the month because there are different things that I need for my business over what he does with his. So that's totally cool. But we're so different and we try and make ourselves the same. We try and make it so that we can do the late nights and I think that there is a pool of there's absolutely a pool of women that are in their masculine energy that are doing that but as a woman that used to live like that I had a business for four years that was like that and I didn't get any closer to my goal only when I started to set boundaries for myself and started to understand what I could take on and what I couldn't and when I was just really honest with myself in what worked Because I think that we do a lot of things, and this is something I see in my clients all the time, we do a lot of things, like we'll do the learning, for example, and we get stuck in the learning phase. Because we're like, I need to know everything about this, it must be perfect, and then I can do it. And then we actually get stuck in that phase for so long that you call yourself an entrepreneur, but like, are you doing any work? 
Like, are you reaching out to people? Are you getting people on sales calls? Are people engaging with your content? Are you having conversations? Like, these are the things that actually convert. And I think that that is also the difference between what is success in a business and what's not, is what are you actually doing that is generating that, like, I'm sorry, are you being the star of the show? Because that doesn't actually work. Or are you being the hostess of the party who's making sure everyone else is having a good time? I love that. You've raised really good points there, Rebecca, like about the difference between, you know, a man and how they, you know, do their business and women. Because for so long, like from society and everything, you know, it's just sort of instilled in you, like throughout history you know, to work that way, like a man works, you know, and everything. So I really love that you've raised that point about acknowledging, you know, that you work differently and you've got to honour that as well. Yeah, I just think that that's a really, really important point. And also, I know I'm one of those people where I can get stuck in the learning phase as well so that's really great great advice you know to just help you move out of that so you're actually doing something you know you're getting out there you're taking that first step you know yeah whereas I find I'm like the opposite in that way like that's I think what makes me and Faye work together well because I'm not like the one who will wait take ages to think about something I just like do it most of the time without knowing what I'm doing but like it usually works out like even with the podcast I was like yeah let's just like do that and Faye was like do we need like equipment and all these things and I was like yeah we can just download (laughs) stuff and see what happens and I'm very like that but like to the point where sometimes it can be to my detriment because I'm like oh yeah yeah, this I can do this I can do this and I I, there's too many things I want to do all at one time but um, yeah I think that's what makes us work really well though that mix of you know energy whereas I'm one to sit back more and you know look at how you're gonna do it and everything and then you've got Lorraine's energy of let's just do it now so mm-hmm. I think that gives us a nice balance, actually. Yeah, like I even remember one time Faye wanted to post more on Instagram, I think, and like didn't really know what to post. And I was like, post something right now. And she was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, do it. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that what you've really hit on is like, it literally is masculine and feminine energy. Like Faye very like firmly is placed in her feminine energy. And I know that through knowing you. So The feminine is that receiving, it's that sitting back, but it's also, and this is what people forget, and it's like, this is the most important bit, it's also the attention to detail, it's precision, so that's why that works so well, and then when it comes to masculine, it is that, like, let's get it done energy, but the difference is, is that being a woman too much in your masculine energy, that's why you go into burnout so easy, because you're not honouring the feminine you're not taking that moment to think. You're not taking that moment to take a break, which is what a lot of the time your brain or your body will need. And yeah. when it comes to the feminine, I have a friend that is so feminine. Literally, I remember being on a retreat with her and I walked into the room and I was like, hey girl, like what are you doing? And she was like, nothing. 
And I was like, you're just sitting here by yourself. I was like, what are you thinking? She was like, nothing. <laughs> and my brain at the time, because I was so a woman in my masculine energy for so long, and I was just like blindsided. I was thinking, how can you think nothing? Is that yeah. possible for people? But it is. <laughs> and the thing is, is that she has a million dreams on her soul and in her heart and in her path. She cannot actualize them because she doesn't have the drive. So when we talk about balance, then I believe that the balance that you need to strike is the balance between the masculine and feminine. And I think that we think it's like, oh no, I need life balance. Like I need like work-life balance. And it's like, no bro, you need masculine, feminine balance. So for example, um, like today going to the arcade with my dad, that was just like my absolute highlight. That was total feminine energy. It just flowed, it just happened. Yeah, we shot some dinosaurs. It was great. Like it was just enjoyable, like father-daughter time. Like that was firmly feminine energy because I was just like, we're just going to go. We're going to have a great time. Whereas if I had been masculine about it, I'd have been like, we must win the game. Like that would have been the most important part. So it is just working out the balance and you work out that balance in business too. There is a time to be creative and create content and do things like this where you get to communicate with people and have this beautiful reach and support people, there's time for that. And there's also time to look at your numbers and to think, okay, what is actually going on in my business? How many people are coming in? How many people am I communicating with? How many people are in my wait list? How many people are on? And it literally is just a game of numbers, but you need your masculine energy for that. So it is just working out that balance for you in every area of your life because like we've already alluded to, society places expectations on us and we think we have to meet them. And then we think, well, do you know what? Society's cracked anyway. I don't want to meet their expectations. Yeah, and that's so true. Like even when we spoke earlier, Rebecca, about the fact that like with fibromyalgia, like which I have been experiencing quite severely lately, like I I always get it worse on my, the right side of my body which is connected to the masculine. And it's funny because I would have always thought because I'm so emotional, I was too much in my feminine, but I'm actually way too much in my masculine to like my, you know, to, to a downfall because my, my brain is just always going, going, going. Like I'm always like thinking of the next thing I need to do and doing this and doing that. And then I'll keep adding more things to my list. Mm-hmm. And like even, even resting, like I'm like, I'm still like, Oh, I'm I'm resting. I'm gonna reorganize my house because <laughs> that's resting, mm-hmm. you know. To, and it's like it's hard, I think, to bring it back. And especially when, like, for me, my body is literally screaming at me, being like, "Girl, stop!" You know, you need to top yeah. up. But like, do you have any advice for anyone? Like, who? Like, how do you bring it back? How do you start to move into the feminine? For like, because like that, some people have literally just always been in their masculine that they don't know mm-hmm. how to. Like I thought, oh yeah, like yoga and meditation, that's feminine, I'll do that and I'm feminine. But like when I'm doing yoga, my brain is thinking of all of the things I'm going to do when I go home. I'm doing meditation. My brain is in and out because I'm like, oh, I can hear my cat and he's doing that. Oh, I hope he's not after knocking down the bin. Oh, after this, I better go downstairs and see, did he knock down the bin? You know, it's never ending. So like, how do you start to like move more into the feminine where like you have that balance without going to the point where you're like I'm fine I'm not going to do anything ever again (laughs) yeah um I think striking the balance is it's individual for everyone and I think that 
when you look at anything about feminine energy, it'll be like dance and meditate and yoga and it will say those things. Because those things do help, the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was what are you doing that does not have a KPI, a key performance indicator? And if there's nothing, there's a problem. So um, if I think of my life right now as it stands, then there's always indicators for CrossFit, for personal bests. There's indicators in business for how much money I make. There's an indicator in my knitting because that might be something feminine and creative, but I want to finish that blanket by the time my sister has a baby. So everything has a KPI, like everything has an, a performance indicator. And my one of my coaches told me this and she was like, what is it that you just want more than anything? And I think that's such a powerful question is like, what do I feel like doing? Instead of what do I have to do? What do I feel like doing? So instead of being like, I have to be here and I have to do this and I have to see this person, do you actually have to? Or are you telling yourself that you have to when you actually really don't? So my clients, 100%, I show up for them. That is a non-negotiable for me, right? But at any other time, if I don't want to run my business tomorrow, I will do my bare ass minimum and then I will stop because it's not worth it. Like not even my business that I love is worth having a life that I don't love is worth the pain that my body can go through. And you know all about that, Lorraine, like the pain that I can put my body in just because I've decided to slip another way. So instead of saying, I have to add this in, I have to add in the yoga, I have to add in the meditation, I have to add in X, Y, Z so that I'm more feminine. It's like, no, what do you want to add in? Ask yourself that question. Like ask yourself, what am I doing right now that I just do because I love it? Or what have I done in the past that I do just because I love it and not because I have to do it for a particular reason? Yeah. That's so true because I even find even when I'm like doing things that I'm like feminine or are feeling even like I do a lot of different like therapies for my pain and I'm like oh like once I've done a couple of these I'm going to write a blog post about this I'm going to tell you know other people about it so they can do it and it's like I'm instantly in my masculine again trying to like you know using my capricorn of like I want to help other people I can never just like Mm -hmm. do it for me and leave it at that and just enjoy that I'm doing it for me you know Mm -hmm. And I think that comes with as well when you live your life on social media, which so many of us do, and so many coaches that I know do that, then we almost feel like we have to kind of do it for the gram. Like I definitely had a phase of my life where I was like, I'll buy this Starbucks for the gram. Like how pathetic I know, but it's what I did. And I'm just gonna be honest, like, I think that we do get into a place of, oh, I have to do this for a particular reason. But then when you actually take yourself off of that for a hot minute, like I said, like I haven't posted a single photo of my evening and I had the best time with my parents and I could have shared that with Instagram and it would have got a whole bunch of likes because it's your parents. So people love a personal post like that wins above all. Like I literally think the most likes I've ever gotten is a picture of me and my partner. Like everyone just, he's gorgeous. Everyone just loves him as well. But like, I do believe that, and Gary V speaks to that quite a lot. He's like, I don't do personal posts. He's like, because I'm here for value and content. I'm not here to like show you pictures of my family. But if he did that, the internet would blow up. It'd be the next Kim Kardashian, like just because he did it. Mm-hmm. So I think that we do a lot of things because we think, oh, that will be good for someone else. It'll be good for the gram. It'll be good for a blog post. It'll be good for a podcast. And instead of just thinking like, do I feel like I actually want to do this? Like, does this feel good to me? 
And then, yeah, you can share it with people eventually. Like you can always share, but it's like, but is the reason that you're doing it to share it or is the reason that you're doing it actually for you? Mm, I think it even comes to what you were saying about like the self world, other for yourself first above anything. And then you can still share it with the world or share it with other people, but like the primary reason needs to be for you. Like even I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day because I've been really, I've had a really bad flare up since last week. And I was like, I don't understand why this keeps happening. And I'm doing this therapy and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing that. And he was like, wow, that sounds exhausting. He was like, maybe that's why. And I was like, but these things are supposed to help me. And he was like, not at the level you're trying to fit everything in. Like you just need to not, you just need to stop. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know what stop means. And then uh, you have no choice but to stop. And afterwards, I was like, wow, yeah, that is like really overwhelming. <laughs> like, it, and it's, yeah. like, there's, it's almost like you're constantly running. Like I describe being too much in your masculine as that. Like you're just running, running, running all of the time. And I don't even like running. But yes, <laughs> I'm running all of the time. So you, are, you really do like have to try to just slow down because it's like with anything, your body will start like, talking to you and be like hey you need to slow down hey you need to slow down and then if you're not listening it'll literally be like hey sit down and stop moving yeah. it will make you sit down and perhaps it's practice as well like like anything once it becomes a habit and once you're practicing it you know then it becomes easier yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. I've like loved this conversation so much. I feel like we've got so much like key information and like Rebecca, is there anything you want to share with like anyone listening, anything you've got coming up? You know, you, I know you were saying you launched like a new part of your business. You want to like plug yourself a little girl? Oh dang. Yeah, I do. And um, so I am in taking coaching calls, well, sales calls at the end of next week. So that's really exciting. So essentially, um, I offer business reviews. And if you feel like it's a good fit and you need some support in your business, I am the person that is there to help you. But if you also just want some free business advice, then I'm here for that too. Um, so you can absolutely hit me up at Soul Happy Success on Instagram. And yeah, I do have, so it's a 12-week program for women that are looking to gain confidence to get their first paid clients or to get more paid clients. Cause I feel like I've said you get your first paid clients, but a lot of the people that have come to me are people that are maybe just struggling in their business. And it's such a challenge when you're just like, where, where are the clients and someone to actually just look at your business with like no BS and be like, here's where it's falling down in this place. Like this is what you need to concentrate on instead of concentrating on a million things. So like y'all know what that's like, like you've got your podcast, you're maybe doing YouTube, you're like on social media, you've got like 10 different offers and it's very confusing for you. So it's just very confusing for your clients too. So like someone to just come in and like clear all of that up so that you have more clarity going forward is what I'm offering in the next two weeks. And um, then I'll start my next intake will be in May. So that's really exciting. And I can vouch for this. I've done some of Rebecca's free trainings and she is amazing, you know, so I can vouch for that. I just think that you have such an amazing energy and vibe. I feel that, yeah, you're really living what it is 
your you know your your message your purpose and it comes across it really comes across you're authentic you know you've really helped me so go and you know find look up Rebecca because she's amazing yes like I could definitely vouch for Rebecca too like I love anytime I talk to Rebecca on Instagram she'll always be like here's a little nugget for you and I just love it like say something and I'm like oh my gosh this has changed my whole life and it's literally just like a quick little nugget of information but it's always like just so key and I think what Faye is saying is so true like Rebecca doesn't come off as she's just salesy you know that kind of way like some people you know they're just trying to sell you something and you you don't connect to them as a person but I feel like with Rebecca it's so genuine it's so authentic and real because she's just being herself and that's like a huge thing, especially when it comes to working online, because if you're not coming off as authentic, like that's like a big no, no for people. Like people do go by energy, whether they're aware of it or not. And I think with Rebecca, her energy is always just super amazing. And her little golden nuggets are always awesome as well. Thank you, guys. And I think that like that's something that's maybe like a really key point to end on in terms of sales is that I live for sales. I think it is like the height of service. And it really is because people that pay, pay attention. And I just want people that pay attention and that are going to do the work and that that want to change their lives. So I think that when you go into any, and this is for anyone that's looking for a coach, whether it's, whether it's me, whether it's Lorraine, whether it's Faye, whoever it might be. um, One, just make sure that they've got what it is that you want because they can then show you the way. And then also like remembering that a sales call is both ways. Like, I think that's what's really important is that I don't offer my program to everyone. And that's not because I don't think people are worthy or any of that. It's just because some people aren't ready for that step. And that's totally cool. But if I can give them something that's going to help them along the way, I think that that's more valuable than anything. So I think that there needs to be, because we're women, we do sales differently. Like only 5% of high ticket sales is women. 95% is men. And there's a reason for that. And I think there has to be this like global shift where sales is actually such a gift and investing in yourself is the top tier. I literally put out a reel today and I think I've spent like 40K on myself. And that was like a very low ball park figure that I came up with. I believe it's more. And I just think it's such a great thing for anyone that's either entering into a coaching situation or just listening to this podcast and trying to grow their grow their emotional intelligence, their mindset, their belief in themselves. And I suppose if I can give any of your listeners anything, it's just keep going. Just keep going. Oh, yeah, that's like huge. I think that's the thing is don't be looking for an overnight success. Nothing is an overnight success. Even if it looks like it is, it's not. You got to be willing to show up for yourself behind the scenes when the cameras aren't rolling, you know, when no one's watching. Well, yeah, that's a good note to end the podcast on. Thank you so much to everyone listening. Like we said, if you want to find Rebecca, you can find her at, um, what's your Instagram again, Rebecca? It's at Soul Happy Success. At Soul Happy Success on Instagram. I'm going to pop that in the show notes as well. And if you want to give myself and Faye a follow if you haven't already. And yeah, definitely slide into Rebecca's DMs for her little golden nuggets. She's awesome. And yeah, thank you so much for See you all next time.